0: You're listening to the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast. The best place to break the ice with your favorite players. And now he's engrossed with pot roast. Here's Nick Hart. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast. This our final episode of the season thanks for sticking with us all year long if you weren't listening all year long you know you can go back and find old episodes of the pens podcast on the team soundcloud page and of course itunes and for our last episode of the season we decided to bring on an old friend a guy that played for the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins for a couple of years left and then returned this season it is none other than Tim Erickson as my guest on this episode of the Penguins podcast Nick Hart here with Tim Erickson and Timmy how are you doing? All good. All good? All good. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for coming on. Really really appreciate it. I know uh, when it was still me and, and Mike O'Brien together, uh, tag team in the podcast here, uh, we got a couple guys on. That was still during your tenure, uh, but we never got a chance to get Tim Erickson on the podcast, so now we're, we're making good on that, finally getting Timmy Erickson over the airwaves out to the fans on the Penguins podcast, and I guess my, my first thing to you is uh, you must uh, like it. A little bit here in the area considering you played two seasons for the pens left last season uh went to Binghamton and Springfield and then you came right back to Wilkes-Barre Scranton what do you uh what do you like most about this area
1: yeah no uh it's uh you know it's been nothing but great I, I was here like you said for two years and uh obviously I have some some connection off the ice too with my you know fiance's from she's uh she's from here so oh, yeah uh, so I was uh you know, I was uh, I was hanging out here skating uh, when camp started, and I didn't really, uh, you know, things were f- kind of fell through, and I didn't really have anything. And Carky asked me to come on board, and I guess uh, just kind of through there, I was hanging out the first 20 games or so, and then <laughs> kind of got tossed in for whatever reason, and uh, just been uh, kind of went from there, I guess, and I just kind of came on the team out of. Uh, Kind of a little bit of a fluke, I guess, and but obviously, like I like you said, obviously, obviously like it here and spend a good amount of time,
0: good amount of time here in the in the summers and uh, yeah. I I do actually want to ask you about your summer and how you ended up back with the team. We'll dive into that a little bit more, but you did mention that your fiance is from the area. Um, I actually didn't know that you guys had gotten engaged. I knew you were seeing a girl from the area, but I didn't know that you you popped the question. When when did this all happen? Uh. It was uh,
1: earlier in the season, I guess, in November. In November, uh, yeah. What was what was the occasion? Just
0: like, hey, it's time. It is time. I gotta man. lock it down. <laughs> I, got, I got something good going here. I gotta, I gotta wrap it up. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> All right, so I'm, I'm gonna really put you on the spot now, Timmy. How did you do it? How I did it? How did you
1: do it? We have to go into that and see if it's good or not.
0: Yeah, so we'll see. The the hopeless romantic, Tim Erickson. Uh, no, I
1: just. Uh, we uh, just took her to uh, like a like a spa thing I guess and uh, and then uh took her to a, a place where uh I guess we we had one of our first uh dates or so and just mm-hmm. did it there nothing too nothing too crazy and they mm-hmm. went to for a nice uh nice dinner after and met up with her her family later on at night so you, it was uh, it was
0: good you can't go wrong with that move going back to back in the 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 time the history that you've had together going back to one of the original dates you can't go wrong there I think it was that's there. A, that's I think a classic there, right? play but there's a reason it's a classic play it's because you can't go wrong can't with it can't go that wrong one. with it right yeah it's yeah. romantic it's thoughtful <laughs> see i remember we went to this place marry me yeah, now Mary, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway so um well do you have any a uh, favorite spots favorite places that you've discovered in your your time here in northeastern pennsylvania over these 3 seasons ooh uh
1: what am I gonna say here for for restaurants or just Any, kinda anything? anything. Or? anything.
0: I'm sure it spending three years here you'd do a little bit more than just come to the rink and then go home and yeah. Sleep. yeah, no, there's a
1: there's a lot of a lot of good food around here, a lot of good restaurants. We used to uh, obviously I gotta mention their their family bar, right? The Keats Keet, Pub. Go so for it, yes. That's uh that's obviously a, a good spot to go uh, to go hang out at and you're yeah. now an
0: heir to the throne at <laughs> <of> Keats Pub <laughs>
1: Got to mention that, right? No, there's a. <laughs> Give them the I, plug. I like it here. It's a, uh, it's good area. Yeah. Good people, and uh, I'm trying to think where we, uh, where we go for dinner a lot. I kind of mix it up a bit, quite a bit, I guess. I think, mm-hmm. like I said, there's a lot of, a lot of good spots. We, uh, obviously, bar and grill is like a spot for, a lot of the guys go for for after post game meals and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, yeah, I guess uh, a lot of a lot of dinners
0: there, I guess. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, when, you, when you come to this area, I mean, well, really, when you go anywhere, you have to try different restaurants. You, guide, you try to acclimate yourself to the local cuisine. Uh, I, too, have learned to enjoy all the restaurants and stuff like that, not just the, the chain restaurants and things like that that populate Monday Street. Sometimes if you're in a GIF you just go to one of those spots. But there's always a somewhere. There's always a hidden gem tucked somewhere on a certain street in northeastern Pennsylvania. Someone's like, you've got to try this place. You've got to try that place. Yeah, Very annoying. few recommendations that I've gotten have been uh, disappointing. They've, they've all been pretty solid. This is a yeah. an underrated cuisine town. Everyone focuses on the pizza. Because yeah. there's like a pizza shop say, on every corner. Is, everyone talks about the old Forge pizza. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like everyone focuses too much on the pizza, and all the other stuff starts to fly under the radar. Yeah, no, I agree. That's how I see
1: it. I agree with the pizza. There's uh, pizza pizza shops it's everywhere. Every, there's
0: like three <laughs> per street corner. It's unbelievable. I've uh-huh. never seen that before. How I, When I first moved here, moved to the area when I got the job with the Penguins, I uh, moved to a neighborhood, West Pittston. Which I mean, the locals that listen to this yeah. the show know exactly where that's at. Uh, I lived in West Pittston. I've the bridge, was Pittston, and there's like five pizza shops within like a two-minute walk of each other. And I would always ask people, "What's your favorite pizza place? Like, what's the best one?" Everyone will always have a different, different answer. answer. Yeah, everyone <laughs> has a different answer. Like, oh, you gotta try uh, this pizza place. The other one stinks. And then everyone yeah. would be like, no, this one's great and the other one stinks. Like yeah. they're very provincial <laughs> about it. They're very serious about the pizza spot that they like best. But then to me, an outsider who came in, I'm like, there's like 12 right here. I don't know how to, how yeah. to pick. No, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so going back to the summer, I know you were you were working out here in northeastern pennsylvania uh trying to get ready for the upcoming season you already mentioned that you kind of had some stuff fall through and then you ended up here with the penguins you signed a a pto during training camp ultimately locked down an ahl contract for the rest of the season midway through the year so congratulations to you on that obviously proving your mettle and your your time with the team but when you go back to that summer i don't think people sometimes appreciate how uh, stressful and just kind of you know anxious that that time of year can be there's there's you kind of throw things up in the air, and there's only so much that you can actually control. What what do you remember about uh, the summer and the? I mean, you've been through this process plenty of times now in your pro career. How those summers go when you're looking for a new team, looking for a new job? Yeah, I mean, it's
1: different. It's not like a normal job, right? It yeah. Kind of. Uh, I'm. I mean, I'm a pretty easygoing guy, I guess, and it doesn't stress me out too much. Okay. And it is. Uh, you just kind of have to sit back and you know let your let your agent do it i guess that's uh i guess that's how it works it's a little different but i mean obviously this year was frustrating you know sitting there and things fell through and the first day of camp and you know still skating on my own and then you know kind of got this kind of got this just from you know from from knowing clarky and then knowing the knowing the guys here and they they them knowing me i guess and uh at first it was just more of a favor to like help me stay in shape and skate, and they maybe needed an extra body to practice. And like I said, after like 20 or something games, I guess, for whatever reason, I got thrown in and played okay, I guess, and been, <laughs> been playing playing all right, I guess. And uh, we uh, moved from there, and, and uh, like you said, I got a deal like uh, halfway through or so. And yeah. That uh, no, was good. Obviously, like the first 20 games were looking – I was, you're looking elsewhere, you know, trying to see yeah, where. you're trying where, to figure out what's going on because uh, you weren't playing. Yeah, and no, he wasn't getting much done, I guess. And, um, yeah, I'm just happy it worked out.
0: It, it really did. It worked out because, I mean, the season is so long. It's a marathon. So many storylines and different things pop up during the season. Nature of the Beast in the American Hockey League, there's 100 transactions with guys going up and down, PTOs here and there, ATOs now coming in uh, this time of year that even when training camp started, you technically weren't on the team. As you said, you were skating on your own before Clark Donatelli sort of you know, brought you into the fold. More than a handful of games went by, you weren't playing, and the next thing you know, you're you're a pretty solid contributor to this blue line for the wilkes barre scranton Penguins. So it has uh, really worked out, I think, for, for both parties. I think both parties are happy with the way this played out. And now this season is your 11th season as a professional hockey player. If you combine your time in Sweden and now, and you're not a grizzled Tom Kostopoulos vet you're not at that point quite yet you're still a, a a pretty young guy whenever I throw that number at you 11 seasons of pro hockey how does that make you feel
1: I know it makes me feel old but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm not that old like you said I guess and uh, it's a lot of hockey that's obviously happy you know it's a little different different back in Europe you you know right out of high school I was playing professional hockey and or a few of us were doing that and Lucky with uh, my hometown team. Yeah. For one reason, I guess, not having the biggest budget where it would use a lot of the younger guys and give mm-hmm. them a big chance. And obviously, thankful for that. And I got an opportunity early on. And, you know, that's that was what I wanted to do. Like, i never had to work a day in my life. And so, so far. <laughs> yeah. So that was, you know, obviously,
0: a, you know, very fortunate to do that right off the bat. Was it? Exciting? Was it stressful? Was it weird? Well, you already said you're an easygoing guy; not too much stresses you out. But going, like you said, immediately from high school, and now you're playing uh, pro hockey. You've got crowds. You got fans. You're getting paid to play this game. Is it a bit of a shift? Yeah, I mean,
1: it was it was cool. Like I grew up watching, like my hometown team was right. was always in uh, the second division or the first first division. Mostly in the like they were in the second when I was growing up. And you know, I was I would go to games, watch the games, and you know, be in the stands and first 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 bit you go out on the ice it's definitely that was definitely a cool experience You going from playing juniors back home it's not a lot you have a few hundred people that come to the games and then you jump right into the pro level and it's you know six thousand or so so it's uh
0: bit of bit of yeah. an uptick yeah but it definitely you know you're seventeen eighteen that's uh, that was cool and when you say your hometown team you are swedish you are swedish uh a lot of websites will list your birthplace as port chester new york which yeah. your dad was playing for the new york rangers we'll talk about that in a little bit but how much time of your life were you actually spending in port chester new york before you ended up moving back to sweden Well, i was two and a half okay so you yeah. probably don't even remember much of that do you no i mean we i've been back
1: after you know kind of looked at it and stuff and uh, <laughs> i've looked at it <laughs> yeah I, I just see where i where i was born and uh no, I don't really remember much. Uh, I guess I would. You're two and a half. I would kind of speak like swinglish, like a little bit swinglish. of mix, yeah, a little bit of a mix of both. I guess when I when I uh, came home, uh, my sister was only a few months, so she's got a she's got a U.S. passport too, but she right. was she was only a couple months, and so it's it's obviously a a good thing to have an American passport is very helpful. Yeah, uh, it's for uh, it's easier for me to just come over whenever. And,
0: that makes travel a lot yeah. – way fewer headaches oh, yeah. in, involved with the travel back and forth. Swinglish. I've never heard <laughs> that before. I really like that too because uh, conversating with you, you don't have much of an accent. Like you're – you're, every, if you met some random guy in northeastern Pennsylvania down the street, I don't think he'd point to you and be like, you're from Sweden. Yeah, I know. Like I always you, get that. Yeah, yeah. like you, you have a – really, you speak English uh, perfectly, um, but – like you said, you don't remember much about growing up in Port Chester, New York. You've basically been at Sweden your whole life. You represented Sweden internationally at the IHF World Junior Championships, the World Championships. You've always been Swedish, your hometown. You've got to say it for me. And don't give me, don't give me the, the English uh, the cop-out <laughs> either because I, I love this. So your, your hometown is one of my favorite uh, cities in, in all of hockey. Go for it. Koleftu. <laughs> One more time for the fans. <laughs> one more time just for me. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Now when you when you see it written out in English, it's like Skeletia. Yeah. And that's way lamer yeah. than <laughs> than the real one. Yeah, it's a it's a
1: little different. It's, it's a small town, small town up north. And uh like I said a big big hockey town and I've had a lot of uh a lot of success with uh, bringing over guys here. We have a it's the whole town combined is like 50 50,000 60 maybe and we yeah, have so like really we have like 12 guys over here which is pretty impressive I, for how uh, how small it is
0: that's what I was gonna say it was it was after you you had come over and, and began your career here in the North America NHL AHL that that program really like emerged as one of the elite in the Swedish Hockey League so it's kind of funny to me here you talking you were going to games and they were in the second division whereas I remember just, you know, watching from afar, obviously I don't get to tune into many SHL games, but they were always a team that was right at the top, challenging for championships, going to the finals. I think it was something like three or four years in a well, row.
1: Now it's, I think they've, I should know this better, but I think it's like <laughs> six out of seven they've been in the final or yeah, something like, like that. that yeah, that's
0: unbelievable. That's a dynasty right there. And you said this yeah. was a team when you were growing up not that long ago because in Europe they do the, the relegation system and all that. Uh, so if you don't do well, they bump you down an entire league. You do well, you get bumped. They were in the. I mean, they're division. still they're still not a a high
1: budget team. Right, they're exactly. still using a lot of younger guys, and they just seem to be Once, seem to be working. Yeah. They obviously have a core group that's been there for a while, and then they just they just keep
0: uh, producing young guys that are playing good, and they give them an opportunity. You gave us the census update earlier. This is a small town. It's not very populated. This isn't Stockholm we're talking about. It's no. small budget, no, yeah. but which is what makes it so cool that they've been able to sort of find a way to, to maintain this level of success. Uh, really cool. That's sort of your, your European hockey update, ladies and gentlemen, courtesy of Tim Erickson, who now finds himself in uh, Wilkes-Barre, Scranton. Once again, a solid season here. But you've been... Uh, playing a lot of hockey really in, in a bunch of different cities all over the place between the NHL and AHL. I overheard a conversation between you and one of our local beat reporters earlier, but I'll ask you the same question. What's one of the favorite places you've gotten to to go to here in your time in the NHL/AHL? slash Uh
1: Yeah, like you said I I had uh, I had one year that was obviously crazy. I had 3 3 NHL, yeah, you did. Three NHL teams, which is uh it makes it seem uh like two years. And it's a very long season. Yes. Just knowing different guys, new teammates and so I I played in, I've been lucky to play in, you know, classic teams in big cities like Chicago and New York and Toronto and I was uh I had a longer stint in Columbus. It was like right two and a half years and I really liked it there. Great uh we had a young young group of guys. It's a nice city with good people and I liked it there. Uh for HL I obviously gotta say Wilkesbury. Right? yeah of course, right? <laughs> yeah those will be my my two answers, I guess
0: there you go. You really like Columbus a lot, I know that's uh yeah. it's sort of a I don't know how to put it like up and coming city yeah, I feel it's like very people, new and it, it like flies clean. under the radar, but yeah, they're bringing up it's clean, yeah, new and clean and
1: good people, and it's uh yeah, like you said, it's not very like the city's just up and
0: coming, so it's not. Everything's kind of new and clean. Yeah, because yeah, I went to college in Ohio, albeit like maybe an hour and a half, two-hour drive uh, from Columbus. But every now and then, uh, I'd want to go up. I'd want to watch uh, Blue Jackets games with my buddies, meet some friends that were going out to Ohio State. And I think just what I envisioned for Columbus was totally different than than what it was when you got there. It's really nice people, organized and clean.
1: Yeah, they kind of built that city around the around the arena when they when it yeah. when it popped
0: up there. 2000, I think, yeah. down there. It's made, it's made a big difference, yeah. the, getting the Blue Jackets in there. Now, uh, obviously, here with the wilkes barre Scranton Penguins, we're hoping for much playoff success for the Pittsburgh Penguins right now, but I think it would be really cool to see the Blue Jackets uh, get in and go on a little bit of a run, too, especially that they, they made those moves, Jarmo and really, quote-unquote, going for it, because that's something that team hasn't really had a chance to do so much in the past that I think it'd be awesome to see that franchise go on a run. I think it'd be great. Great yeah. for the game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I think the uh, playoff hockey's uh you know, that's where it's fun. That's where, that's
0: where it's at. Yeah, that's where it's at. That's where it's at. Wilkes-Barre Scranton trying to get into the playoffs as well, where you were involved in some awesome playoff series between the Penguins and uh, Providence Bruins a couple years ago. And wouldn't you know it, it's the Penguins and P. Bruins sort of going head-to-head again, this time not in a best-of-seven or best-of-five playoff series, but trying to outrace each other to get into the Calder Cup playoffs. Everyone talks about the Hershey Bears as a big rivalry. Everyone talks about the Lehigh Valley Phantoms as a big rivalry. The Providence Bruins, the Penguins don't see them 12 times a year like Hershey or Lehigh Valley, but they've got to be up there with one of the most fiercest rivals of the Penguins because ever since you've been here with the Penguins, the Providence Bruins have always been the team that they're butting heads with.
1: Yeah, no, I... uh definitely agree i think those great games are more uh physical too and they're like pretty i they're usually pretty fun to play and uh and uh no i definitely agree but uh, i think there's a little bit of rivalry against providence and like i said i feel like those games are always more more physical than maybe lehigh or or hershey, or hershey and, yeah uh yeah that's usually more like a playoff type game against providence there And uh obviously you mentioned the playing against them in playoffs, obviously my first, my first year was the one where we swept them, we're in, uh,
0: three overtime games, three consecutive yeah. overtime games and the Penguins won all three in OT and they, uh, we lost most of our,
1: like, uh, Sully obviously, obviously brought up, uh, most of, uh, mm-hmm. most of our forward core and a couple of D and, and, and Murray and we had a lot of guys coming in from Wheeling and, uh. Obviously, Sprong and Gensel are pretty good yes. additions too. <laughs> and Casey was playing unbelievable. And I think Providence might, because I think Boston was out too. So Bo- Providence like, probably had Providence the best had their team, team yeah, maybe the best team in the conference that playoffs on paper. Yeah, and uh, so that was a nice win. And then obviously we lost in Game Seven against Hershey. Was was uh, was a fun fun series. That's that's you know it's a blast playing playoffs. That's that's the best. Then just one shot that went the
0: wrong way it, it it is a shame a great fun series but obviously not so much a a fun result but uh, you therefore you've been a part of some important games here for the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins we've got our eyes asphyxiated on getting to the Calder Cup playoffs but the rest of the sporting world has turned their attention to a different kind of big game big games all around of course the NCAA basketball tournament. Now, Timmy, what we do here on the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast, we have a recurring segment where we have our previous episode's guest come back and leave a question for our new episode's guest. So this is a blind question. They don't know who they're asking it to. It can be about anything in the entire world. Are you ready for this?
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> because it's that time of the year, our previous episode's guest wants to know, Tim Erickson, who do you have winning the NCAA men's basketball tournament. You're just talking about this too. Uh,
1: I feel like I'm I'm pretty updated in sports. I follow a lot of sports, and uh, basketball is definitely not one of them. That's no, it's it. not. No, not at all. Cause I'll just say Duke, or I don't know. <laughs> I'll just say yeah. Duke. I've uh, I my March Madness brackets are never. Uh, I'm never in the mix. That's for sure. So I have. Uh, I'm pretty clueless with that, but. Just take a swing, I guess.
0: I don't know anyone <laughs> who is like consistently in the mix to win their their office bracket pool. Yeah, or it is like a that. little bit. You, of you have like one, maybe two, like really good years. Maybe you do end up when your, your office pool or, or your with your buddies or something like that. Yeah, more think... often than not, your bracket is always garbage. That's just how the, that's this just works, how right? Is. That's it's how it's supposed to be. Right? Yeah. yeah, It's it's impossible to predict.
1: Yeah. No, I just don't really
0: follow basketball very much. But, Even if uh, you, that almost gives you an advantage. Because yeah. how many times have you seen the guy that knows, oh, this team's got this player and yeah. this team's this good from the three-point line going up against this defense, and then their bracket is the one that's garbage. It happens all the time.
1: Yeah. No, it's, it's a tough one. Never, No one's ever had a perfect bracket, right? So yeah. It just tells you.
0: Or if they did, they were lying. Yeah. They were lying. They were cheating, they were lying, they went back and erased it. You gotta <laughs> yeah. do it in pen. If you fill out your bracket freehand, you gotta do it in pen. If you're yeah. a, if you're a pencil person, I don't trust you. Because well, you're point. gonna go back and, and be like, Oh yeah, yeah, I totally called William and Mary beating North Carolina. Yeah. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. But you're gonna go with Duke to answer the question left by our previous episode's guest. Do you know anything about Duke? Zion uh, Williamson? Nope. nope.
1: No, no don't know much
0: at all. He's Swim he's like eye. the he's gonna be like the number Swim one, the or, seed. Yeah, number one <laughs> overall draft pick yeah. at the at the N- or NBA draft. I almost said NFL draft. NBA draft uh this upcoming Yeah, I would have known a lot more if it was a football question, that's yeah. for sure. You a football guy? <laughs> I watch NFL. Yeah? Yeah. I feel I feel like uh European guys, they're all about soccer and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and no, I know I, I know you are a soccer fan, but you yeah. you came back to the States and were like, Oh, this NFL thing, they uh, they gotta figure it figured out.
1: Fa- fantasy. That's mm. so what got me. They uh, In Columbus, they, it was my second year, I guess. just played fantasy, and that kind of got me. It gets you hooked. Yeah. I did watch uh, – I, w- I would watch the Super Bowl, like, back in Sweden, too. Like, I'd stay up in the middle of the night and watch that.
0: What time would the Super Bowl be on in Sweden?
1: Uh, it probably started, like, one. Same as hockey games. I would uh, – <sighs> I used to, like, watching NHL games. I'd sneak up and watch – stay up and watch NHL games and – I think my parents always knew, but I just tried to sneak up and watch them. Obviously, not the best for school the next day. <laughs> but <laughs> who
0: who were you? Uh, who were you staying up and trying to watch? Was there a specific player or a specific team that you were trying to keep uh, an eye on, or were you just watching any game that you could yeah, find at one a.m.
1: I would. Yeah, I would watch just kind of anything really. Watched yeah. a lot of hockey, NHL hockey. I knew, I knew knew like all the players, and I was very very into hockey. And now it's a little bit more like the older you get, kind of like I'd rather watch football or soccer or something like that you want of get, get, away, away, from mind. Yeah, get yeah. a- away from it yeah get away from it then when playoff rolls around you I kind of get into like NHL again and watch the playoffs but just just to get a little break mental break from it and watch something else but when I was a kid I was definitely my uh if I wasn't up watching in the middle of the night my my grandpa would t- like uh tape the games or oh, okay. bring him over and I'd watch them after school and you know, just just any hockey really I watched a lot of hockey yeah it's just kid. like
0: now, as as an adult, it's, it's, it's your job. Your whole day revolves around hockey that whenever you get home at the end of the day, you just you know, you, you want to watch a football game or turn it into a, a basketball yeah. tournament game, just yeah. something else or watch a movie or something. Yeah, exactly, anything else. Whereas when you were a kid, you had to go through all day of school, and then all you're thinking about is when you can get home or later that night or something like that. Your whole um, – because when you're a kid, you get excited about everything. Yeah. And if you know something's on the horizon that you want to do, that's all you can think about. So like your whole day just orbits around that one thing, and you want to watch hockey. I was the same exact way growing up. But you came from a, a hockey family. Your dad was a pretty good hockey player. He played quite a, quite a while in the NHL for the New York Rangers. That's how you were born in Port Chester, New York. Your dad was playing for the Blue Shirts. And then you, years later, come over across the pond, and you're playing in the NHL for the New York Rangers. How cool was that, to put on the yeah. same sweater, that same iconic original six jersey that your dad was wearing in the NHL a generation earlier? Yeah, that was uh, –
1: I got that question too earlier. from. Oh, there. really? Yeah. Oh, jeez. We get a lot of same questions Repeat here. questions. Yeah, the, Sorry, Tim. No, it, uh, it's funny. Uh, yeah, that was uh, – that's still my uh, – has to be my favorite moment in hockey. Just uh, my first game was uh, – in Stockholm, they had that. Uh, so in Sweden. Obviously. Oh no way! So you're. So I, pr- <laughs> oh my goodness! In front of my parents and friends, and uh, get to play there. It was it was. No, oh, that was uh, very very special, obviously. And uh, I got. Uh, I actually got. I got cut from camp. And got sent down, so I was flying back. Mm-hmm. And the team, I guess, had a really tough game. Uh, in Switzerland, maybe, because they were they were driving or they were moving around yeah. playing uh, preseason games. And I guess the GM just kind of snapped and said, you know, he's going to come back again. We'll, we'll play him. And like someone had a tough game or something. And so I literally flew back to us one day and then flew back to Sweden. And oh then my God. So my, I had no idea what time zone I was in, but, <laughs> but, uh, it was obviously just a lot of adrenaline for, you know, your first game. Like you said, my dad's old, old team and playing in front of cause my friends and family were about to, to cancel their trip and I, Text you him call again. Like, text them no, again. Turn, turn like, yeah. the car around. Go back yeah. to Stockholm. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm coming back. So that was uh, that's still probably my favorite moment.
0: Yeah, it's got to be, especially with all that backstory too. Of of if you have to, you get cut. You fly back over. Yeah. They have to bring you back over. You probably had absolutely no sleep, no rest. They just put a stick in your hand or, like, "Go out and play." Yeah. Was, like you uh, said, just purely on adrenaline. Yeah. You're playing an NHL game in your home country for your dad's old NHL team. Yeah. No,
1: it was that's uh, as awesome as it gets. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, it couldn't get any better, right?
0: No, it doesn't <laughs> get any better than that. That is really uh, maybe the pinnacle of human existence. I'm sure that that feeling <laughs> that you were on that that cloud nine that you were on. But there are so many other things in this world that bring you down, that grind your gears, that make you unhappy. Tim, we're now going to shift gears to another recurring segment here on the Penguins podcast. This is a game about all those things that just bother you and irk you the wrong way. This is a game that we call Canceled. Cancel it. Cancel it. Cancel it. Cancel it. Cancel it. Cancel it. it. I could simply snap snap my fingers. They would all cease to exist. Timmy, I saw you eyeing up the helmet whenever you first walked in here. What this is, inside this helmet, we have a bunch of categories, things that were accrued over the offseason, during this season, things that are polarizing topics, and you have the opportunity to cancel them at your word. At a snap of your fingers, you can decide that this will be gone forever. Canceled. You follow me here? I think so. So, for example, uh, an example I always give uh, players throughout the season is, uh, say, spiders. You have the opportunity to cancel spiders. Just get rid of spiders just like that, would you do it? Uh, yeah. Yes, okay. So you think <laughs> spiders are creepy, spiders are gross, I'm getting rid of them. I don't yeah. care about the ecological factors. Get out of here, spiders. Okay. That's the game. But sometimes it gets a little bit more complicated than that. Okay. Are you prepared to play canceled? Can you feel the power coursing through your veins? Yeah, let's, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Confused, but let's do it. <laughs> all right, all right. So here we go. Timmy Erickson, would you cancel exotic pets exotic pets so these are not people that like dogs or cats these are people that get like alligators or uh, pythons they keep they oh. get exotic pets and they keep them in their home no I mean you're gonna keep it around yeah keep it around if all you
1: right? that's the, I mean as long as they keep them under control don't get eat the neighbor yeah all right so <laughs> it's if your we, business
0: all right so if you were to get an exotic pet what would you get if you're not going to cancel it now, you got to get a pick. I got to get one. Oh, no, you don't have to. But in this I no, hypothetical I mean, I, I, I know, scenario, I know, I know that. I'm not, no, I'm we're going to hold you yeah, to it. You're gonna, Word is bond. You're
1: bring one over. I don't know. Probably something small that I can keep in a cage or something. Like that I can. I don't know. Something small. Something um, yeah, so small. Yeah, so a just, small exotic yeah. pet.
0: What would that be? Like ant eater. <laughs> you're going to get an ant eater. Yeah, that, that, that works. <laughs> All right. What's next? What's next? All right. You said you follow football pretty closely. You're a fantasy football guy. So I don't know <laughs> who your team allegiances are, but would you cancel the New England Patriots? No. No. I'm not I'm not a fan like that's
1: but no. I, I mean you wouldn't cancel them. Uh, no. Okay. I'm uh, I'm a Giants fan by the
0: way. You're I'm a Giants not, fan. Yeah. No wonder you're not going to cancel <laughs> the Patriots. So the team you guys always beat in the the Super Bowl.
1: Oh, no, it's good good team like we'll keep them around. That's uh it's good for the sport, right? Yeah. You gotta have someone to. Everyone's rooting against You him, gotta right? have you gotta a have bad guy. Like, so. You gotta have a bad
0: guy <laughs> for the good guy to win and have it feel as an accomplishment. Yeah. So, are you upset about the Odo Beckham Jr. trade? A little confused. You're confused. <laughs> no. <That.
1: laughs> no. Well, yeah. Well, hopefully they have a. Hopefully they have a plan, or there's a there's a reason for it. Obviously, uh, obviously a good player to lost, so it's. Uh, Very talented. A bit player. of a rebuild, I guess.
0: We'll we'll see how the Giants come out on the other side of yeah. this, but we know the New England a Patriots. Years. The New England Patriots have come out of this game of canceled. Okay, they're still around. Tim Erickson, would you cancel man buns? Man buns. Yeah. You're canceling man yeah, buns. canceling. Why?
1: Why not? <laughs> <laughs> I like how your previous know. logic was like, yeah, why not? I'll keep exotic yeah. pets around. Yeah, why not? I'll cancel man <laughs> buns. I just don't like the look of it. I guess. Yeah,
0: it's S- simple. It's 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 my world, right?
1: I get to make the rules.
0: Exactly. You have the power. I don't have to convince you anything. Man. So, man buns, <laughs> they're gone. They're canceled because Tim Erickson said so. righty. Okay. Interested to see how you feel about this, Tim Erickson. Would you cancel saying "Murica"? Are you familiar with this phenomenon? Yeah. yeah people that, instead, no, when I'm referencing America, it will go, murica. No, I'll Keep her, huh? You're keeping murica. Yeah. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, you can now keep saying murica. <laughs> Tim Erickson says that's A-OK. Of course. <laughs> Tim Erickson, would you cancel Cargo shorts. Cargo shorts
1: keep them around they don't, they don't bother me if you want to wear them wear them okay like, <laughs> See, there,
0: there are some people that are uh, let's say fashion savvy that think cargo shorts are a I wouldn't a, a wear dead, a deadly sin you're not going to get I wouldn't wear car- them I'm yeah, just saying if you want to wear them. them wear them
1: they don't bother me like, <laughs>
0: a, lot, a lot of pockets very useful cargo yeah. shorts but yeah. people say the style
1: no I agree with that but, but they don't gonna keep them around Yeah, it's, it's none of my business
0: right? if you want to wear them wear them unflappable <laughs> Tim Erickson has canceled man buns, but keeping everything else around. I figured, what... I, I figured I figured I got to cancel something. No, it's it's all up to you. It's yeah. all up to you. So how about this? Would you cancel family style restaurants? Family style restaurants. So no. you wouldn't cancel family style restaurants. No. Why not? Why? <laughs> like, okay. So we're, we're, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it on both sides of the fence here, both sides of the fence. The, the argument for family-style restaurants is that it's fun. You get a ton of food, and it, it becomes a, a social event whenever you're, you're out eating at a family-style restaurant, even if you're not actually with your family, you're with friends. Yeah. The meal is a social event. The downside of family-style restaurants, what if I don't want what you're going to get? What if I want my own meal? Go somewhere else. Go somewhere <laughs> else. Go, go to McDonald's yeah. down the street. Okay, so Tim Erickson, just, keep just family-style restaurants. Just more options, right? If you don't like it, just go somewhere else. Just go somewhere else. Okay, so family-style restaurants still in play. What about this move, Timmy? Would you cancel going to the 10 items or less aisle with less – or pardon me, with 11 items? Would you cancel going to the 10 items or less aisle with 11 items? So people who go over – I mean, if you have 11, I'm not going to –
1: actually had had this happen not that long ago there's really a, but it was it was more of a – I i think the person didn't really know and, uh, had that they a, were going had a to lot like of express i had a lot of stuff and uh that's obviously a little disrespectful but uh <laughs> but uh I think it was more of a of uh not really knowing a little
0: clueless yeah. maybe they were just acting clueless and, yeah uh, oh maybe. Maybe. there's no yeah, line maybe. over here, so okay, but you say. If you go to the ten items or less and you with eleven eleven you'll, you'll excuse okay. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Where's 11. the cutoff? And what number do you say <sighs> you gotta question. you gotta go two lanes over?
1: Maybe you start getting over like fifteen, twenty when you start getting a little bit more over there? Fifteen, but uh-huh. you'll
0: even excuse like 12, twelve, thirteen yeah, items. Yeah. yeah, I'm not in that much of a rush. <laughs> you, are. you even said it yourself. Not too much stresses you out. No. even at the grocery store. But once you get to fifteen, <laughs> it's like, listen, fifteen—that's when I snap. Yeah, <laughs> that's listen. <laughs> we're we're about to drop the gloves here at <laughs> Garrity's right now. Tim Erickson, Garrity. <laughs> would you cancel surprise parties? Surprise parties? No, they're fun, right? They're fun. Yeah. Have any, has anyone ever thrown you a surprise party? Uh, yeah. 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 What was the occasion?
1: Birthday? Like, like birthday, yeah.
0: Yeah. How old were you?
1: <laughs> this year, actually. This year, you got yeah. a surprise party yeah. this year. Just from uh, obviously being uh, being away from home and uh, not really having a birthday party for like anything big or like a yeah. normal birthday party for probably quite a while. I guess my uh, fiance threw me one, so felt like a little kid turning turning 28. <laughs> no, it was fun.
0: Now here's the question you have to ask everyone that has a surprise party: Were you actually surprised? I was. I was kind of surprised. Yeah. You, you were caught off it, guard. It
1: wasn't like they were like jumping out and like, but uh, I was. I didn't know it was happening.
0: You didn't was, know it was no, happening. No. And you showed up. You were like, "Wow, this yeah. is this is cool."
1: Yeah, it was fun. I had a good good time. So you had a good had surprise a,
0: party experience. Yeah, so we, had a, we had surprise We had a
1: here. bunch of the, pretty much the whole
0: team showed up too. So it was it was fun. We had a good night. All right. Fair enough. Tim Erickson, would you cancel at a restaurant, so another restaurant question, the wait staff asking, have you been here before? When you go to a restaurant, mm-hmm. and they come up to you and they go, hi, my name is blank. Have you been here before?
1: Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't really know what purpose it does, to be honest. I guess they, maybe they tell you a little bit more about the menu, so. I feel like, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Like some restaurants, they ask you, and it's like no purpose for the yeah, question. Yeah, it's like, okay, I've what ordered it, a burger and fries it, before. It, it's irrelevant. like Yeah. It's, uh, but some, I, places some places, it, might, it is yeah. yeah, they might explain a little bit more of the menu, so I guess you probably keep it around in some places.
0: All right. You're going to keep it around. We'll do two more here, and then we're going to wrap up this round of canceled. Sound good, to me Yeah. Here we go. Would you cancel gossip magazines? Once again, going back to the grocery store yeah. checkout aisle, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You're canceling,
1: canceling that. them. Yeah. Why? Just, just bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Can you say that? No, it's uh, I mean, a lot of it's just lies. It's. I it mean, is. It's, it's just making up stuff for event. people
0: to turn their heads and be like, oh, well, yeah.
1: I have to read about this. You're just misinformed. Like it's, it's yeah. not. I don't. I don't. I don't read it. I don't see no, no purpose. In there is. There is no purpose. It. There is
0: absolutely no purpose other than to just get people riled up for no reason. I'm
1: sure some of it's true, but you don't know. It's.
0: Oh yeah, like it's half of it's true, and if like one percent right. of it is true, yeah. that doesn't that doesn't make up for the ninety nine percent that was completely fabricated. Yeah, or even if it was fifty percent is right, that doesn't make up for the fifty percent that you just made up just yeah. to make something interesting. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. no. I, Thank I'm you for canceling gossip yeah. magazines. Get rid of them. But we have one more thing left. Okay, Tim Erickson, would you cancel the shootout? Bringing it back to hockey.
1: Uh, so you would just have, what would you have And uh, End it after overtime? Or? I,
0: I don't know. Maybe this, is, this means we bring back ties. Maybe this is the John Tortorella theory. John Tortorella a couple weeks ago saying play three on three until a team dies. And just play, don't put any time on the clock. Just play three on three until someone scores. I, but you would have no more shootout. Would you cancel the shootout?
1: I could definitely do longer 3 on 3 and uh cuz I feel like eventually usually if even if, if you have a little bit longer someone's going to score. It's a lot yeah, of room, exactly. in the space and one little mistake, it's, it's kind of a breakaway and I I definitely like it more when at uh when the 3 on 3 three on, uh determines it. So I'd probably go longer 3 on 3 but uh
0: But now we're asking, would you cancel the shootout?
1: I don't. I wouldn't want ties though, so I guess I'd still keep it, but I'd do a longer, longer three on three, maybe
0: throwing like a. What if we said unlimited three on three? So there are no ties still. You just play until someone wins. Yeah, I'd rather do that. You would rather do that. Yeah. So will you cancel the shootout? This is also something that let's cancel it then. You're canceling it. (laughs) The shootout has been canceled by Tim Erickson, ladies and gentlemen. We are ushering in the era (laughs) of unlimited three on three OT. I like that idea. You're welcome. You're welcome. The shootout doesn't bother me usually, but it's sometimes like in the international tournaments, like World Juniors, when you have like the gold medal game, and it's like, oh yeah, it's gonna yeah. be a shootout. I always feel dirty. I'm like, oh yeah, oh. no,
1: I, I definitely don't want ties. I'd rather have a shootout than ties, but I'd rather have the three-on-three three decided
0: than the shootout. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So let's just go. Let's go with the Tortorella theory. Yeah, I, I like that one. Actually, constant three-on-three, three, and the shootout has been canceled. And Timmy, that's how we play the game. You decided to cancel the shootout, gossip magazines, and man buns while being very forgiving and keeping around exotic pets. The New England Patriots saying Murica, family-style restaurants, cargo shorts, surprise parties, going to the 10 items or less aisle with 11 items, and a waitstaff asking you, have you been here before? Covered a lot of ground here, Timmy. Yeah. Covered a lot of ground overall on this episode of the Penguins podcast. So I think it's time to wrap things up on this episode. But before we go, we have to do one more thing that we always conclude every single episode with. Timmy, this is something that we call can- or <laughs> Pens, Picks. Pens Picks. I got too excited for another game of Cancel. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we're, go- we're going to have another... Game of Cancelled, even though this is, as I mentioned, our very last episode of the 2018-19 regular season. What we're actually going to do is I'm going to give the fans the chance to play Cancelled at an upcoming Penguins game. Actually, the Tuesday morning game, the first game in April for the Penguins, Tuesday morning at Bridgeport. During the intermissions, we're going to play Cancelled with the fans. So, fans, make sure you're tuning into the Penns broadcast on April 2nd starting 10:30 a.m. at Bridgeport and you will get a chance to play canceled the power will be in your hands but in the meantime let's do Penn's Picks <laughs> Timmy what Penn's Picks is I ask my guests to give a a recommendation to the fans it could be anything in the world just something you're you're super into lately uh it could be something we already talked about on the episode it could be anything in the world just give the fans your Penn's Pick do you have anything that you could recommend to our listeners? I guess I'll keep promoting Keats Pub then, right? Okay, we're getting, we're getting another plug for Keats Pub. There we go. There we go. So Keats Pub gets the Pens Pick from Tim Erickson. Um, I feel like I've been a bad host all season long, so i got to give my Pens Pick to the band Rad Key. Radkey is the band that's given us the awesome theme song all year long. Their debut album a couple years ago was great. Second album coming out soon. Make sure to check out Radkey. That is my pen's pick. Tim Erickson here with me on the Penguins podcast. The last episode of the season. Timmy, thanks for joining me. Really appreciate it. It's about time we got you on here.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. It was fun.
0: That is Tim Erickson. Like I said, this is the last episode of the season for the wilkes Grant to Penguins. But we'll be back with a best of episode, of course, later this year. Thanks so much for tuning in throughout the entirety of the 2018-19 campaign. We can't thank you enough. It wouldn't be as fun if it wasn't for you guys listening out there. So thanks again. And we'll see you when you're tuning in to that best of episode of the Penguins podcast. But in the meantime, the Pens players, they got to take care of business on the ice. Make sure you're tuning into to all the action remaining in the Penguins' 20th season of hockey on WIOK News Radio. I'm Nick Hart. Thanks so much once again for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. Whenever the next episode of the Penguins podcast may be, we'll talk to you then.